All right, all right, all right. We are back. Happy Friday, everyone. We are so excited to be here together. What else is new? Ashley, I feel like I've been texting you all day and you just haven't responded to my text and I'm not used to it. I'm so needy. With that you. is 100% accurate. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what I was doing all day, staring at the wall. I don't even know. Um, but within five seconds to shoot your girl a text, huh? <laughs> I'm in high demand. Join the long list of people I need to text back. This is really exciting week too because it's your mom's birthday and I love your mom. You love my mom and her 5'2 frame compared to your 5'10. I was laughing really hard when you texted me and said, um, tell her I wish I could hug her and lean over into her small frame. <laughs> I literally have to bend halfway over like a bendy straw just to hug her. <laughs> um, so yeah, exciting stuff going on. My birthday, Lisa's birthday. Just fun doesn't stop, huh? Well, I've had a rough week. <laughs> let's hear it i can't i can't even imagine why okay well it's boy related like most things in my life what else is new exactly so as we know as should the- i guess should i guess what happened should we do a choose your own, own adventure type of thing yeah actually you tell me what happened to my life this week um well i think that whatever is going on with that one guy is probably over yeah <laughs> and right. i and in your mind, it's probably his fault. Yeah. Did I don't think he just ghosted you and left you high and dry. Okay. Right? You have the final word, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Are you done or is there more guessing? Is he not ready for is it, uh, anything serious? Is he needing to focus on his career? Yeah. He wants to start a family. I feel like I'm doing charades with my face. <laughs> he yes. wants a little bit. He wants to start a family, and we are still children. Okay, you're actually pretty close. I'm gonna spell it out for everyone who doesn't know the backstory, just really quick. I've been casually dating this firefighter, hot. I know, very exciting, and he's really sweet. And it's definitely very casual, but. We've been seeing each other for a while. To my knowledge, it's been exclusive. So it's a little more than just like going on a couple dates, but it's not anything like we're not in a relationship. But anyways, we were- God forbid. God forbid. (laughs) We were supposed to hang out this past weekend and he blew me off a little bit and was just being super unresponsive. But this was like pretty much out of nowhere. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like just give him space. He's a bad texter anyway. So I didn't take it personally. And then on Monday- he texts me. I drive, I had an interview and I was all the way in Spokane, which is like an hour and 10 minute drive for me. And I'm like right by his house and we had plans to meet up. And I was like, Hey, I'm done with my interview. Like you trying to hang out, like whatever. And he just like very quickly texted me and was like, you know what? I just think that this point in my life, I don't have time to invest in someone. Like I need to focus on my career and I'm really busy. A tale as old as time. We all know that excuse. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. This is a lot of left field. I'm not even kidding. There well, is no lead up to it. And also, I have a lot of comments. Keep going. My first thought was, okay, well, that was out of... <laughs> guess this whole thing's over. Like, that really sucks. Um, but it was just so abrupt. And I was also like... You know that when people use the excuse of, I don't have enough time for you because of my career or because of school or because of whatever, that just means that they don't like you enough to make you a priority because everybody's busy. Everybody has stuff going on. But if you really, if they're like the one, you're going to make time for them, right? But this is a casual relationship. So that's okay. But what's not okay is that I asked him if we could potentially 
FaceTime or talk on the phone about it just so I could like have some type of closure or like have a final conversation. Like it was just such a quick text. And I was like, oh my God, okay, like I guess this is over. And so then he just didn't reach out to me for the next three days. And I was like, you've got to be kidding. Like, are you dead? Like, how dare you? First of all, you're calling all of the local hospitals. Excuse me, my firefighter boyfriend is he there? <laughs> I'm like, excuse me. He has to be dead if he's not speaking to me. Like, I don't understand. That's a good title for an episode. He must be dead if he's not responding to my text. Precisely. <laughs> and so I was thinking in my head, I was like, really hurt, but also, you know, let it roll off your back. One no closer to my husband, which will be a yes. But <laughs> it was just so abrupt. And I was so taken aback. And I was like, you know what, I refuse to be treated as disposable trash as last night's Chinese food, if you will. I refuse. I am worth more than that. And I deserve more respect than that. And so I wanted to somehow let him know that what he did was really disrespectful and annoying and that he probably shouldn't do it again in the future. So did you go egg the fire station? <laughs> no, I did not egg the fire station. But I was thinking of this somewhat long but emotionally mature, well-crafted text that I was going to send him. But I really wanted it to pack a punch. So I actually reached out to one of my guy friends and asked him if he's ever wronged a woman and had her say something to him that really it, stuck with him. Was it Troy? No. I'll leave him anonymous for now because we okay. might have him on as guest. But anyways... And I just really was thinking on it. I was like, this has got to be good, right? Like, I've got to send him a really good text that's going to make him think. And so I was thinking and thinking for like three days, just on and off, like, what what the heck am I going to say to this guy? And then today I had another interview in Spokane. And guess guess where I drive um, in my hour and 10 minute drive? Guess where I pass? I pass his fire station. <laughs> and I was like, what is more of a power move than if I were to just show up at his place of work uninvited? Tell me, you didn't, do Tell me you didn't do that. <laughs> oh, but I did. <laughs> oh, God. He's going to file a restraining order. <laughs> Keep going. No. Hear me out though. It was unplanned and I was already, I didn't go out of my way. Like I was already driving right past this fire station and I was like, I'm going to be such a man and just show up and have this conversation in person. Like screw a text. Like he's going to look at that text and maybe have a feeling about it. And then the next day, forget about it. Were you um, making breakfast in the fire station kitchen when he got back from his shift? How? <laughs> I can't fathom how this one went. No, but that would be hilarious. So I did my interview, killed it as always. I'm driving back home. I pull over into the fire station parking lot. My heart is beating out of my chest. Like I was ready. I literally said aloud to myself in my car, are you really going to do this? And I was like listening to Taylor Swift all morning and she really just motivated me to speak my truth. And so I was like, okay, it's time. Like, you're way more emotionally mature than this almost 27-year-old man to have this conversation. Like, let's do it. And so I pull up. I walk up to the door, which has a window, and I see his coworker who knows who I am. And I wave at him, and I'm like, hi, Ethan. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he literally says, oh, shit. And I don't know if he says that because I just showed up or if he said that because, like, oh, fun, like a girl came to visit Eli again. Like, who knows? But I walked in and Eli's face, the sheer shock on his face was just so priceless. And I was like, hi. And I was just super, you know, casual. And he had his other coworkers there. And I just walked right up to him. And I was like, how's it going? And he was just like, 
good. And I don't know like what he thought was going on, but I was like, is it okay if we talk for a second? And he was like, sure. And then we went into this other room and I basically laid down the law, but I was very calm about it all. Like I wasn't, I didn't come in with an attacking mindset. I wasn't like some crazy ex-girlfriend or whatever. Cause I know boys just write girls off for being crazy all the time, but I just really needed to stand up for myself because I think it's really important. And if you don't stand up for yourself, why would you expect anyone else to stand up for you? And so I was like, I'm going to have this conversation no matter how hard or how awkward it might be. And it actually went really well. And I just told him, I understand that you're really busy and you want to focus on your career and that's totally fine. But what's not fine is the way you just shrugged me off with a half-assed text and was basically like, bye, because he knew that I really liked him and I thought he liked me too. And it, it was just not okay. And so I needed to let him know that. Um, and the conversation actually went really well, but before I decided whether or not to do it, I did this little check with myself, which I do sometimes before I make decisions. And I was like, okay, like this is risky, but if I do this, is this something that my daughter would be proud of me for? Like in the future, when I tell her the stories of my, my youth. And I think that's a pretty good gauge. It might sound kind of weird because we're not even close to having families, but sometimes I think like, is this a good story? Am I setting a good example for my future daughter? And I think standing up for myself in this way and showing up with such a boss bitch move would be a great example. That's tender. I don't think that. I might start to, but when I do really cool stuff, I always think, God, I can't wait to tell my daughter about this. Yeah, me too. But, All our crazy young stories. Um. Anyways, the song for another time. But that might be... <laughs> the ballsiest thing you've ever done you deserve to be put on a tight leash sometimes you listen (laughs) should I leave all this part too while we're at it okay Eli if you're listening to this I'm sorry I didn't keep you anonymous um but I wish the best for you and I really just needed to share this amazing story because I don't know a lot of people would have the balls to do what I did today heat of the moment huh heat of the moment I was like you know nothing in any capacity really nothing is more personal or hurtful than the simple act of I don't like you enough to continue doing this in friendship with a boy with anything the simple act of I do not like you enough to continue interacting with you is so hurtful but it's so such a natural part of life and necessary and I've done it to people we've all done it to people but it's so personal it happens all the time yeah like in a few episodes ago when India was like, uh, maybe it's not as much of a privilege to hang out with me as I thought it was. <laughs> You're like, wait, I'm not perfect? What the heck? <laughs> oh, man. Well. Wait, yep. Just wanted to hear that story with you. <laughs> that's a good one. Highs of, highest of highs and lowest of lows. Since you already exposed who it is, want to just put him on, on the story, everyone? Go take a look at our story and see Eli's face. <laughs> no, I would never do that to him. That's I'm not his face, if I'm being honest. But <laughs> uh, I just continue to shock myself every day. Join the club. Congrats, you press play, and you're listening to Just Go With It. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. And this is the motivational podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. As we learn to navigate the uncertainty that exists in the best years of our lives. Sometimes you've got to learn to just go with it. I had the fear of, like, regretting that I didn't do it. 
instead of regretting that I did it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you have to go for it. A few summers ago, we were in Nashville and Abby decided to reach out to local blogger Lakin Fitch looking for some neat recommendations in the city and the rest is history. We became Instagram friends and have kept in touch and we brought her on the podcast for you guys and got to know her a little bit more and we talk all things growing up in the South, blogging, and a ton of great Nashville wrecks. Hi, Lakin. Thanks so much for being here. We're so excited to have you. Hi, I'm so excited. Yay. Yay. We want to get to know you a little bit more. So can you just tell us where you're from? How old are you? Kind of what's going on? What are are you about? Let's hear it. (laughs) Okay, so I grew up in eastern Kentucky, moved to Nashville, but now I'm back in Kentucky because COVID. I'm 24. I have a golden retriever and a kitty cat. And, and I do fashion blogging. And you do fashion <laughs> blogging. And you have the cutest cat ever. What's his name? Mr. Meow Meow. So you were born and raised in Kentucky. Can you tell us what growing up in the South was like? Because neither of us are aware of what that's like. Not, not our culture. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, definitely the nicest people, I feel like. Southern hospitality is really there. And I went out west a while back, and yeah, people are, are a little different from over here. <laughs> but everyone, yeah, just super nice, chill. Southern hospitality, yeah, that's that's what we are most proud of, I feel like. And Southern food, right? Oh, yeah, comfort foods, yeah. The cream corn, mashed potatoes, green beans, chicken and dumplings, all the all the good stuff, all the good fixings. I've never had chicken and dumplings. Have you, Ashley? Nope, don't even know what that means. Nope. <laughs> You're joking, right? No. Nope. Oh my gosh, I'm dead. Wow, sis, you're missing. Can you explain what's your like favorite Southern meal? Honestly, maybe chicken and dumplings. Gosh, I can't believe you've never tried them. Not even like, oh, you guys don't even have Cracker Barrel, do you? No, I've heard talks of them, but they're just a rumor to me. Dude, anytime you come to like the East Coast, you have to try it out. It's so good. Yeah, I feel like last time Ashley and I were in Nashville, we did like a food tour kind of thing, but we kind of just went to like the touristy places or just places that were really quick to re- be recommended to us. But we ate so much on that trip. It was absurd. It was disgusting. Literally, we told someone at, well, who were we speaking to? When we were- the girl that we were staying with went maybe a few days in she was like what'd you guys what have you been eating what have you been up to and we were like oh we ate here we went to happy hour here we got this dessert that dessert and she's like oh my gosh since you got here and we we're like no that was just today's meals <laughs> um, we were blowing through it but it was so much yeah. fun i was telling abby right before this abby what's my absolute favorite meal in the whole entire really? world <laughs> Mo's barbecue in alabama have you ever been? Yeah, it's my f- absolute favorite. We've got a friend that lives in Alabama, so we've been going the past few summers, but that's the best meal I've ever had, I think, is their pulled pork sandwich. <laughs> yeah. You all know I have barbecue over there? Not authentic barbecue. Like, we have barbecue. Have some, like but it's hard to find in the Pacific Northwest, I feel like. We don't have, we're not known for barbecue, you know? So you have, it's like one in a million, kind of, if you're going to get the good, authentic stuff. Also, the banana pudding was a new concept to me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm not huge on banana pudding. I don't really like bananas that well, but yeah. Y'all are missing and out. Y'all need to spend some time in the in the South, honey. <laughs> yeah. Also, Nashville's known for their hot chicken, right? Yes. And you know what? I've never had hot chicken still. Really? 
Yes, I know. I've still never, I've never been to Hattie B's or any of like the local. Really? Yeah, I still haven't. I don't know why. Okay. And what did you study in school? You went to college, right? Yeah, I went to college and I started out with biomed because I wanted to be an orthodontist. And yeah, that just, no, just no, (laughs) not it for me. And so then I was lost. I was like, I have no idea what I want to do. And all of my family's education, like my mom's a principal, just all that. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. I did elementary education and uh, I was teaching like a little lesson and the kindergartners started booing me. So <laughs> yeah, so switched after that and wait, 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 hold up. The kindergartners yeah, I- started booing you, like booing from the crowd of little <laughs> people. Like why, how bad was it? Oh, it was. What occurred? Yeah. It, like, I didn't cry while I was there, but as soon as I left the school, I was like, okay. I called my mom, and I was like, I'm done, and I started crying. But, yeah, they just had um, their lunch, and I was holding them from PE. So they were, like, rambunctious. They were ready to go, and they were really mad that I was holding them from PE. So, yeah, I definitely got booed. That's not something you hear every day. Yeah, and my activity was really fun. It was like mass bowling. I'm like, you guys, you can't ask for anything better. Like, I was yeah. enjoying myself, so they're lost. They're lost for sure. Okay, so then you were doing elementary education. Is that what you got your degree in, or did you switch? Mm-mm, no, so I switched again, and I wanted to do fashion merchandising, but at my college, we didn't have it. I went to, like, a super small school. And so I just did finance and that's what I got my degree in. So talk to us a little bit after you graduated in finance, you knew you wanted to do blogging at this point or not yet? Yeah, I kind of started it a little bit when I was in college, like right before I was graduating, but like I didn't see it as like a profession. It was just like a hobby to me and I still feel like it's definitely a hobby, but I um, interviewed for Pink Lily. I was going to work for them as like a buyer because that's really what I wanted to do was be um, like a merchandise buyer. Um, and it was between me and this other girl, but the the other lady, she got it. Um, and then I ended up moving to Nashville. It all worked out because I wouldn't have been in Nashville. But yeah. Right. Then I just got like a regular nine to five and was doing blogging like on the side. So for the people who aren't super familiar with fashion terms and jobs in that field, can you explain what buying is, like what being a merchandise buyer is? Okay, yeah. So my whole time in college, I worked at this super small boutique. Um, They're just super small. It was like a local one, but I knew I wanted to do it like more professional professionally and so what that is is I would work with wholesale brands and pick out clothes that the boutique would sell to their customers and so like wholesale is you know much cheaper and like I would just basically pick out clothes accessories all that for the store to sell to customers. So when did you realize after you were working your nine to five and you were doing blogging on the side and you viewed it as a hobby were you, was there ever a turning point where you're like, yes, I want to make this into a full-time career or no? Yeah. Um, like I said, it was just a hobby to me, but I still like, that was the end goal was to be full-time. But in my head, it just felt like so far away, but just kept pushing at it, kept, you know, going for my dream. And I unfortunately had lost my job due to COVID, but, you know, God provided and I am full full-time blogging right now and yeah 
I love it so much. When you first began, did you start with a blog and an Instagram, obviously, simultaneously? Or did you focus on one and then try to grow the other from there? So I took my my personal account and just kind of, you know, transitioned it into a blog because like I said, it was just like fun for me and my friends. Like we would just take pictures, you know, when we weren't in class or whatever. But then I also had like my little website and stuff too. I'm still not super active on like my actual blog, but yeah, I took my personal account and kind of like transitioned it to my blog account. What? Is your best way that you've found so far to grow a personal brand and a personal following on the internet rather than just like buying up followers or just, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Just being true to yourself and just like showing up every single day, being consistent. Um, and like I said, just being like super authentic, being yourself. And I feel like you just make so much more real connections with people mm-hmm. And honestly, that's just worth it to me. Even if it's just one person that we've made a connection, I think that's definitely worth it. But yeah, no, don't buy followers. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to know, I know there's a lot of bloggers out there that have these online communities. I'm curious to know from your perspective, knowing it firsthand, how close are you getting to these people? Like, do you feel like you have Instagram friends? Do you meet them in person? Like, how does that, how do those relationships work? Yes. So honestly, they're some of my best friends. I know that sounds so cliche, but it really is true. I've went on two like trips together with you know a bunch of people that never met before just knew them from Instagram and now we talk all the time and we were I went to um to Florida with some girls and we were talking and literally just met each other that trip and we're like oh my gosh it feels like we all went to college together it's so weird how well we like know each other just from Instagram and then now you know in person so, yeah, it really is crazy to say and so cliche, but, yeah, they're some of my best friends, and we talk all the time, have, like, little group chats. That's so cool. That's good to hear. I saw some of that content that you had from that Florida trip that I think you're talking about. It was, like, an influencer-based trip, right, that whole yes, weekend? Yes, that was oh so fun. Can you tell the common man what an influencer <laughs> trip would look like? Like, that is so wild to me, the thought of it. Like, besides the fact that you guys are running around, taking pictures, shooting content in your cute outfits, like, what is the goal? And, like, just kind of walk me through it. Like, what does that look like? Also, who organizes it, too? And how does this come about? <laughs> so we, I don't know, honestly. I think we just, like, maybe from a giveaway or something. But also we the group of girls that I went with, we were just, I don't know, we're super similar and just kind of like kept in contact separately. So then we're like, okay, let's just make a group. And then we went on the trip together. I don't know. We just kind of like talk and be like, Hey, do you want to go here? Where do you want to go next? How many days do you want to stay? And just trying to figure out what, what the vibe is. So we ended up going to Shelby, um, her at it's, at Shelby Barnes, I think underscore maybe, but we ended up staying at her beach house in Florida and every single day we woke up at like sunrise and took pictures and some of us still um, do like YouTube and stuff too. So we were vlogging and, you know, then we would take a break and eat and just like, you know, get to know each other because like I said, we had never met in person before. So getting to know each other and 
really just like connecting on a deeper level. I feel like so many people think that you know someone from Instagram, but really like you don't. And so just really opening up and telling our stories to each other. And I don't know, it was just super fun, like pictures, but then also like getting to know each other. It just kind of felt like a fun trip, but obviously it was still kind of work too. Do you think a lot of people think the future is TikTok? Would you also agree with that? Or what do you think the future for like Instagram is? Because I feel like as this, like we're seeing Gen Z coming up and video is obviously king right now for content creation. What do you think social media, how that's going to play out with that? I don't know. I feel like YouTube is kind of low key slowing down. And then TikTok is definitely more because. I don't know, I guess it may be a little bit easier to make TikToks or they're, you know, they're like, are they up to 60 seconds now? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys, I don't really do TikToks. <laughs> That's my goal, but still haven't gotten there yet. I'm not good with the dancing and stuff, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of the younger generation is definitely like their, that's their main platform. I feel like is TikTok, but then people like our age and older are kind of stuck with Instagram. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like it'll still be around both of them. Yeah, it's interesting to see how the traditional, like, blogging is going to – what direction it'll go in. It's not even that traditional blogging, but in comparison to something like TikTok, yeah, it's just interesting to try to stay ahead of it all. Yeah, I feel like, like, blogging, like, actual blogs and writing stuff, I feel that's kind of, like, expired. I rarely see any, like, true bloggers actually have, like, blog posts that you – you know, read for like five minutes, 10 minutes. It's mostly just like pictures now and maybe a few like paragraphs or something. Right. And I feel like if you're in that field, you kind of have to be able to be very dynamic and pivot a lot because I think of the Skinny Confidential and how she got started doing exactly what you're saying, that traditional blog, posting long paragraphs and doing that. And then Instagram blew up, obviously, like five years ago or whatever. And she just has pivoted really well. But I feel like who knows what the future holds. But now I feel like, in my opinion, anyway, bloggers and content creators are going to have to continue pivoting as things like TikTok continue to, you know, come up and about and just overtake everything else. Because I feel like TikTok was like the thing of 2020 that has just exploded. For sure. Especially during quarantine, just trying to keep everybody entertained. Yeah. <laughs> And TikTok, last thing about it, we're like going on a TikTok spiral, but it is so interesting to me because we have kind of got the, uh, for sure you and like me and Abby kind of have the Instagram algorithm like understood and even like SEO with the internet and blogs, but TikTok's algorithm, no one really has a handle. It's more luck with a little bit of algorithm in my opinion, but. Yeah, for sure. Like some of the TikToks I'll do, I'm like, okay, I want it to be like super perfect. I'm like, oh, this one's going to do good. And it does trash. But then one I don't even put any effort into, it does way better than what I would ever expect. So yeah, I feel like it's just luck. You just never mm. know. Yeah, you really never know. I'm also curious to know with the pandemic, Obviously, that is a big driver in what caused TikTok to blow up. But how has that affected your career as a blogger and your ability to curate content and, you know, grow your online presence? Well, like with TikTok? No, just in general. Like with you're, you're basically Instagram is your thing, right? Yeah. Like that's your main mm -hmm. thing. So like how has the pandemic affected your ability to continue making money through that? So like I said, I this it was just part time and then I lost my job 
um, my nine to five because of the pandemic. So really all I had left was my blog. So I just put all my effort into it and I went from, you know, making a few hundred dollars to now it's like my full-time gig. What camera do you use? Oh, I use the Canon EOS M6. And then what platform do you mostly edit your pictures on? Uh, probably like Lightroom. I love Cooney Cam for like little, like adding the dates and like dust and stuff like that. I really like that one. Do you think once the pandemic kind of slows down a bit in life or turns normal, are you going to try and go and get another job like you used to have? Or do you want to lean into this full time? Uh, I definitely want to lean into this more full time, but I do kind of have a few things up my sleeve. We'll, we'll see, you know, with the pandemic, you know. But I'm really excited to get that going, too, hopefully. Fingers crossed. How do you decide which companies that you want to work with? Like, I know you have to kind of stay true to your own personal brand, and every blogger kind of chooses what that is going to look like. But I know it's probably both you reaching out to companies, companies reaching out to you. What is, like, the thought process behind, yes, I want to work with them, and I want to collab, or no, I'm not going to promote your stuff? Uh, Honestly, just if they fit my brand, like, if I have used them in the past and I have been like a previous customer or if they're new to me and I like really believe in their product, then I'll, I'm so down to work with them. But then also I want to make sure that they know my worth. So if it's just like gifted and they want like a thousand posts, then no, I'm not going to work with them. But just trying to find that good, like happy medium of I love their product and then also like they know my worth as well. So. Yeah, that's, that's probably how I decided. I've always been really curious when you are signing a contract with a brand, what are key things that you're looking out for like in that contract? Definitely like deliverables for me, how much they like want. Is it like one, two posts, stories? Do they want it on Facebook and Pinterest? And then also um, doing like a non, non-competes. So if they say like you can't post a competitor's product for – maybe it's like a year or something, then you definitely want to like negotiate that down or maybe not even work with them if they're going to be, you know, that strict with, you know, the competitors. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Some <laughs> of them are competitors. <laughs> <laughs> competing for our money and our time. I'm just confused. Like, so they could say if you are a beauty brand, for example, and they were like, you can't post another about another beauty brand for a year. That's insane. Yeah, well, some of them may not be a year, but a lot of them will be like three months or six months, something like that. I have seen, you know, way in the past, it'll be like a year or something. But yeah, if it's something super long and crazy, then I just don't even, or I'll try to negotiate down to a certain amount of time. Interesting. Who knew? Not me. (laughs) (laughs) What's been your favorite collab or company to work with? Honestly, probably Princess Polly. I love them so much. I really love working with them. They're super easy to work with and they have like some of the best clothes ever. Yeah, I love Princess Polly. I was thinking too, as you were speaking, that's kind of how we built a relationship as well (laughs) because I just reached out to you two or last summer the first time I ever went to Nashville with our whole friend group and I knew you were a blogger in that area so I asked her recommendations and you were so nice and you sent over a whole list for me it was really sweet yeah yeah I remember that yeah yeah that's like my favorite part about it I love talking to people and making connections and just making friends I don't know I feel like it's a hard you know, hard time in the world and no one needs to be. Yeah, that's like my favorite part probably is the connections and then 
of course, being able to go full-time with it. Do you feel like, hopping back for a second to, like, immediately after graduating college, do you feel like having this platform and this, back then it was, like, an extra to your life was a nice, like, way to transition from college into the real world? Yeah. um, So, like I said, I was doing this part-time, and it was just kind of keeping me busy because I moved to Nashville as soon as I graduated. I did not know anybody but my boyfriend and then my best friend at the time. Um, so that was kind of keeping me busy because I was five hours away from my family. And yeah, it, it was a good step and a good transition to like staying busy and being like a true adult. <laughs> and what, um, what made you pick Nashville to move to post-grad over other big cities? I, honestly, I'm not a big city girl. I love being out in the country and stuff, but Whenever I went to visit my best friend, she moved there, and then my boyfriend is also from there. We met in college, and I don't know, I just like fell in love with it. It kind of felt like a small town, but then also it's you know a bigger city and has like different stuff. I feel like you can never get tired of. There's just so many different options to go, like restaurants, shops, everything. Yeah, let's get into the wrecks a little bit. I'm curious, and I'm sure other people. A lot of people say they want to do a vacation in Nashville. They want to do a weekend trip with the girls or whatever. I kind of want to hear about your favorite spots, your favorite restaurants or bars or places to shop, all of it. So I lived in Nashville one summer before I graduated college, and I worked in Hillsboro Village, and I feel like that's kind of like a little hidden gem. Um, well, maybe not because it has the kiss mural, but I really love their hop dotty is so good. Proper bagel is really good. That's by Belmont. It's my favorite. <laughs> I think about it all the time. I had it last time we were there and I think about it all the time. I was just telling my dad about next time we're there. I need to go to proper bagel. Yes, it is so good. That's probably one of my favorites for breakfast that and Liberty Common. I don't know why I just love their waffles. It- some of the best waffles. We definitely know a lot about Liberty Common. Oh, yes. Yeah. We had a time in Liberty Common a few summers ago. Oh, no. <laughs> well, well, you actually recommended it to me. This was, again, the trip that I was like, I just reached out to you. I had no idea if you would respond or whatever. And you were like, go to Liberty Common. And I looked it up and it's the cutest place ever. It's so beautiful inside. Keyword, so beautiful and nice inside. Yeah. It's very <laughs> tasteful and pretty. And unfortunately for us, we chose to go there the morning after a binge drinking night together and we were so hungover it was like embarrassing like all of us were like in our giant t-shirts just like looking greasy looking bad in this really beautiful restaurant and some people just took the L that morning we took a lot of L's like <laughs> mad respect for you for that that is so funny yeah it, it kind of looks like a French restaurant or something like that it's so nice yeah, we did not match the vibe that day. Nope. Not at all. I love that. I love that, though. That's so funny. But yeah, I love Liberty Common um, for bars. I don't know. I feel like I really don't go out. But whenever I first moved to Nashville, I loved Whiskey Row and like Jason and Luke's. They like share that bar. I really like that one. And before um, I moved to Nashville, they ca- they had it. Um, oh, Paradise Park. They don't have it anymore. They switched it. But that was, yeah, that was probably my favorite ever but now it's I think it's like sporting club or something like that Luke Bryan's bar actually wasn't that the one that rejected you with your fake ID oh yeah back a few some when we went the first time I had a fake ID still and 
they was that the guy when we were there on like a Wednesday night and he was like this is fake and I was like but it's a weeknight because we had been out for hours and have been drinking already I was like but it's a weeknight he's like that doesn't matter and I was like are you sure it looks empty in there and he was like you know go away but he was nice enough to say go away and give it back yeah that was really funny you're like but won't you still let me in because it's a weeknight? And he's yeah, it's very serious. What are you talking about? He's like, that literally makes no sense. And you're just like, I don't know. Okay. So we had to go somewhere else. But. Oh my gosh. Y'all are crazy. That makes me, oh my gosh. It's so funny. You're lucky he didn't take it then because uh, a lot of them will take it and throw them away. Yeah. People are aggressive. I used to always be scared. You too, Abby, of just getting like a ticket for having it. That scared me more. I didn't care about getting taken away. I've always been scared of getting a ticket. But. Yeah, imagine having that on your record. How lame. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, have you been wakened to what's the bar, Abby, with the um, free whiskey shots that we went to last time? Oh, okay. So like whiskey jam on Monday nights and also I think Thursday nights too. They do it at winners or losers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went there um, the summer before I like officially moved there. Yeah, I went there one time. It was pretty cool. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I feel like every bar, I don't know how it is with the pandemic right now, but every bar we would waltz into, there'd always be someone playing live music. And then at this specific Mm -hmm. bar, they gave out free whiskey shots, which we thought was so cool. Right, Yeah, Yeah, that's super cool. They never did that when I was there. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what the Um, heck? You went on the wrong night. (laughs) Yeah. No, I miss it. I need the pandemic to end and I need to go back. Yeah. Nashville is... I feel like it's struggling right now with everything being shut down. Have you been back since the pandemic started? How are things over there right now? Are they open? Because we're in California is pretty much shut down where I'm at right now. Yeah. So I haven't been in a few weeks, but I, so I came home during the pandemic, but I still had my apartment in Nashville. And then once everything kind of started to open up a little bit, I went to, I like moved back. I think it was like May, maybe. And then I didn't move out of my apartment until August. So yeah, I, I was in Nashville from probably May until August. And then I go and see my boyfriend a lot too. So I've been there a few times. Everything's pretty much open, but they have like a capacity. Some restaurants, they'll like do like temperature check and stuff like that. But I don't know about right now. I feel like everything's starting to shut down a little bit more. So I know. I feel like we're in the second wave of lockdown, which I'm not excited for. And I'm actually very worried about everyone's mental health. But side note, I had another weird coincidence I wanted to bring up with you and your apartment in Nashville because it was outside of Nashville, right? It was in Franklin, mm-hmm, which is like yeah. okay. So when I I basically knew you through Instagram, like we were Instagram friends, whatever. I had never met you in person, and then in June I flew out to see a boy. I think I told you about this. Oh yes, you my apartment, right? Yeah, it was so crazy. Like, out of all the apartment complexes in Nashville, in and around, in this suburb, I end up in the exact one that you live in. It was literally nuts. I was like, why is the world so small? Dude, but did you see each other? That was so crazy. No, we didn't meet up or anything. I don't know if you were busy or what, but I just thought it was the weirdest coincidence that out of all the apartment complexes, this boy that I was visiting lives in the same one as you. It was so weird. I know that's so crazy because I live like 20, I would say like 15, 20 minutes out. And all the people that live in our apartment are old people, like they're retired. I've really only met maybe one or two people that were even semi-close to my age. So yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> There's so many weird coincidences I feel like that happened in life. You're just like, why is the world the size of a peanut? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was wondering back to a little bit 
few more recommendations. Obviously, you're in fashion blogging. So what are some of your favorite stores to shop at in Nashville? Girl, I'm so frugal and it probably doesn't seem the case on my Instagram, but um, I don't know. I like Aerie. I know it's super basic. I honestly really like Forever 21. I feel like, you know, super cheap, but like cute stuff. And American Eagle and like Abercrombie for jeans. I don't know. Like I said, I don't like shop super, super often. But have you been to the Impeccable Pig in Hillsborough Village? Oh, yeah. So I've been there. Actually, I met Miley um, Cyrus when I worked at Altered State. And that's like her favorite place to go to, she said. So I don't know. That was pretty cool when I met her. She was like, I'm going to the Pig. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah, I got my graduation dress from the Impeccable Pig in Nashville. But then we didn't have graduation, so didn't get to wear it. But... <laughs> Still sitting in the closet waiting to have its time to shine. Stay in the sun. Are there any other famous people that you've met in Nashville? Um, so she was probably the biggest, but I met uh, Taylor Lautner literally the day after. So I met her on July 3rd. And then on July 4th, Taylor Lautner came in. I was like, is this like, what is going on right now? It was so crazy. Whoa. Yeah, his sister went to Belmont. I don't know if she still does or not, but he came to visit her. I guess for 4th of July or maybe it was her birthday or something. But yeah, I met him that next day. And then I've met Blake Shelton at an event. I went to, it was like a, it's like The Voice or whatever. I met him. I'm trying to think of who else. That's, that's probably it, I feel like. I thought you were going to say Taylor Swift up first and I almost oh. keeled over and died. Oh <laughs> I met her. I wish. That would be so cool. I'm surprised all these celebrities are shopping at Altered State. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that was really, yeah. The fact that Molly came in there, I was like, what? But she bought a lot of like dog mom and like cat mom stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Do you have any outdoorsy recommendations like for people who enjoy hiking or outdoor like parks or people that places people could take their dogs or something for if they're there on the weekends? I would say like where the Parthenon is. I feel like that's pretty cute to have like a little picnic and stuff like that. I forgot the name of it, but there's like this little park that you can walk around and it's, I don't know, it has a pretty good um, view of like the skyline and stuff. But another place would probably be Love Circle, and that's right above the Parthenon. Um, I feel like a lot of locals would probably be the only people that would really know where that's at. But, yeah. It, I mean, it's not really hiking, but it's, like, pretty cool to see the skyline, and it's all, like, grass. Cool, yeah. I went on a hike um, that time that I was visiting that boy, and we – I was so surprised. I just pictured Nashville to be kind of – like the surrounding area in Tennessee to be kind of flat and it's a little bit hilly it's just a completely Mm -hmm. different terrain from the Pacific Northwest obviously or even California but it actually was so beautiful and all the trees I think are very like local to Tennessee because I didn't recognize a lot of them so that was just kind of cool to see how different the nature was in that area yeah and then East Nash too they have like some pretty cool like nature spots but like I said I lived in Franklin so I didn't really like venture out like to go hiking out there I mostly just did my walks um by my apartment gotta get those steps in what do you think about all of the bachelorette parties when life is normal being in Nashville because you can't walk down the street without seeing 10 of them on Broadway (laughs) capital of the whole entire world not even the nation the world everyone is just having their bachelorettes in Nashville 
Yes, it's crazy. So what was so cool is we passed up Vegas not too long ago. It was like right before the pandemic started. But yeah, that was so crazy. I know a lot of people get so annoyed by it. I feel like on TikTok, a lot of people, because um, I worked with the batch party and I saw a lot of hate comments, but I like it. I mean, it brings a lot of tourism and stuff into Nashville and I think it's fun. Like people are having the time of their lives and, you know, it's a once in a lifetime thing and I don't know. I think I think it's fun. I know some people like locals hate it, but I always thought it was kind of cool to see everybody. Tell us about the batch party a little bit. So my friend Olivia, she works for them, and she just wanted like some content, so she would grab a few like Nashville girls, and we would um, just like take pictures and videos for them. We on we did the um, it wasn't like a little pedal tavern, but it was like a bus, and so we like dressed up cowgirl hats all that it was super fun like we basically kind of threw like a fake bachelorette party but yeah they were super cool to work with and then when I went to Florida um we did some stuff with like balloons like setting up like you know the bride's uh like bedroom and stuff like that but yeah they were super chill to work with and Olivia she does such a good job with all their social media so are they a company that organizes bachelorette parties or what is the draw Okay, yeah, so they're an app, and basically they have different cities, so they're pretty much everywhere now, but, you know, Nashville's so big for it. So say you wanted um, to book a bachelorette party, you can literally do it all through their app, and they have so many, like, recommendations and all that, and I'm pretty sure they have, like, discounts with some of their partners and stuff. So, like I said, we went on that little bus, and you know, that was on their app. Like you can book a lot of things through the app and it's just super easy and simple. And I feel like it helps, I guess, is it the maid of honor that does all the booking stuff? So Mm -hmm. it just makes it super easy on them to like get it all set up. That is such a smart idea. I wish Mm -hmm. I thought of that. (laughs) A man ever takes interest in us, Ashley, and we are ever engaged. Maybe we can use the app. (laughs) Let's keep that in our back pocket for like 10 years from now. (laughs) A decade, a solid decade, and then we'll be on the batch party app. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. Well, what is, I have one last question about Nashville. I just wanted to know what your all-time favorite thing is about the city. Probably, like I said earlier, just that it has those small town vibes, and I feel like you honestly run into a lot of people that you know, which sounds weird because it's a city, but. Yeah, probably that. It's like small town vibes, but big city, always something new to do, always like new restaurants and shops opening up, but still have those like comfy, like safe, small town vibes. Love it. Totally. I'm obsessed. So obsessed. The biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's the best city ever. I miss it, honestly. Love it. Well, moving a little bit away from Nashville itself and back to you, I wanted to know what the best advice you've ever received is or if you have any mantras or quotes or anything that's just stuck with you. Oh, wow. Probably like just pursuing your dreams and not caring what anyone thinks. Like, I feel like I have definitely learned that and have been trying to put that into practice. And that's definitely been the best advice for me. I feel like I would, I have the fear of like regretting that I didn't do it instead of regretting that I did it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you have to go for it. And because you never know what, like, you never know. It could, it could work out, you know? Yeah. Leave it all out there on the table. All your cards. Yes. You got to pursue it. You only live once. YOLO. (laughs) 
I was wondering, and I like to get a read on everyone for this, what is a book or a podcast that you'd recommend that you've read or listened to lately? I'm always looking for new ones, and I like to know what other people are up to. Uh, I like Swiping Up. They're like a blogger podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, I feel like you guys would really like them. And then um, my friend Tara, she has a podcast, um, Truth Talks with Tara. She's like, you know, Christian uh, podcast. But, yeah, I really like those, two. Those are really good. Cool. And hopefully ours one day will make the list. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm just kidding. This is a sponsored ad. Absolutely. Shamelessly plugging ourselves. Since we have no sponsors, we are our own sponsors at this point in time. <laughs> That's a good mantra, Abby. We are our own sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> we are grassroots. Yeah, totally. I will say I, I love listening to y'all's podcast because I told you I listened to it before I hopped onto this one. And yeah, I feel like you guys have good chemistry. You're like really funny. And what you guys are talking about is. Well, awesome. thank you. And thank we didn't you. have to tell you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no contracts involved there. No payment. Hashtag not an ad. Amazing. <laughs> well, my last question for you before we sign off is what TV show are you binging right now? Oh my god, Shit's Creek. I thought it was overhyped. I never would start it, and I finally did, and I just think it is so funny. I love it. I have I started it about things. I started about a week ago, and I also thought it was way overhyped, but no, the writing's really quick. It's really good. Abby, it reminds me of us. <laughs> it reminds me of us. Yeah, the humor's really dry, really quick. Yeah, they are so, yeah. David and then um, the mom, Maura, I think is what her name is. Mm-hmm. They're just, yeah, they're just characters. I love it. And Did you know. Oh. No, you go. I feel like we're about to say the same thing. That they're, what, is it about them being kids? Son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. David and the sister are the main guy's actual kids in real life. What? Okay. So that adds to it. Weird coincidences and shows. Yeah. You could definitely tell from the eyebrows, the father and son. So yeah. cool. I love Shit's Creek. And then Emily in Paris. Duh. Like that was definitely my go-to. I've already watched that twice. Really? Okay. I watched Emily in Paris and I had really high expectations because it was from the same writer of The Sex and the City. And I also love Lily Collins so much. But I was a little bit let down. In my opinion, I felt like it was very predictable. And I also felt like it could have been funnier. But I did like the scenery of like being in Paris. I thought that was cool. And the fashion. Yeah, I could see that. I I didn't really have super high expectations. I just love anything like cheesy and romantic and all that. And like what she was in social media and stuff too. I was like, that's so cool. But yeah, anything cheesy and romantic, I'm I'm a sucker for. And like Holiday, I don't know if you guys have watched that movie or not, but popping up on my recommended. I think I need to watch it. Yeah, it's not like super ooey gooey. It's kind of <laughs> of that at first, but then at the end, like it has a good ending. Abby, Goose was picking out clothes behind you on the hangar. He's always podcasting with us. He's with us in spirit and physically, and he is just. I was trying not to look at him, but he was cracking me up. Yeah, I know. He was going through all the hangers looking at all the stuff. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. It's been so fun getting to know you a little bit more and hearing about the inner workings of blogging. It's always just such a crazy thing to me. I love hearing about it. Yes. Thank you. Also, where can, where can everyone find you? What's your Instagram? What's your blog? Ooh, Where should we be looking for you? Thank you, thank you for this plug. Uh, it's at Lake and Fitch underscore. That's where you can find me on Insta. And then I'll have all my stuff linked in my bio, like YouTube, TikTok, all that's in my bio. So 
Instagram at like and pitch underscore. Perfect. Yes. Everyone go give her a follow. She always has the cutest photos and always has the good photo spots in Nashville too. So if you're planning a trip anytime soon, post lockdown, <laughs> check her out. <laughs> Thanks so much. I was, was going to make a joke. I was like, we're not even sponsored by the city of Nashville. <laughs> this is not an ad. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Hattie Bees, for sponsoring this podcast episode. <laughs> Hattie Bees, if you're listening, we want your chicken. Thank you. Yeah.